Yeah, Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Our special Halloween show. Tonight, we're having a lot of guests, a lot of spirited discussion. But first, let me introduce the members of the Posse, girls. Get ready. Sit down. Take your masks off. Get it? Get your mm-hmm. fan ready. Get, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipe, your squeegee, and your lube. Was very famous one one is here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and all ships at sea, especially the ladies. As you know, Mac, I have a certain penchant for the ladies in the audience. Oh, really? uh, Although lately I haven't really gotten a lot of email in my direction. Uh, Maybe uh, one of our other regular guests can. uh, I'm trying to spare your. Spare your feelings there, frankly. I might be coming on too strong or something. Well, you? No, not you. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, let's move on to uh, let them all down gently. Gils, GD Gils, and GG Gils. What is it? Gils, Mills, Gils, and GD Gils. <laughs> Yikes. No Coco tonight. Still out saving the world. Though we talked about earlier, they sent us all a mysterious email that you know, we're still trying to decipher. Yeah. Is he flying a helicopter in the middle of a lightning bolt or something? Uh, who knows? Okay. But it looked very exciting, and I'm sure he's having an exciting time. He's going to be with us uh, in a near future show. I like when he uses military shorthand. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what it's all Greek to me, frankly. Okay. In fact, I have to I get think, my Enigma decoder ring. Yeah. Yes. Out. It'd be easy to read Greek, right? But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, uh, however, our national correspondent is here, Switchblade Steve Wood, down there in the How Do You Do in West Virginia? Switchy. How do you do, West Virginia? How do you do, State? Yeah, how do you do, State? Uh, right. The volu- the, uh, how do you, yeah, okay. Uh, yes, uh, it's great to be here. Yes, okay. All right. How are you? Everything okay? I, I am beyond wonderful, Mac. Excellent. Okay. Is Halloween a big uh, moment in your room? Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I was going to talk to my neighbor yes. uh, to see what, uh, I don't know if they uh, go up and down my street or not, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I got these kind of uh, kind of cement uh, old rickety steps cool. that I don't don't think I want the the young ones to uh, navigate. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's hard enough for me as an old guy to navigate them. So, uh, uh-huh. but anyway, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we get any, any uh, Halloween but traffic here. Don't I'll have you, to find out. Don't you live across the street from a graveyard? Uh, yes, but that might scare them away. I see. Well, hey, you know, never know. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the Revolutionary War. You know, so yeah, yeah. really, the grave. Do you yeah. ever do any gravestone? Uh, uh, EVPs? Is that what it is? Where you put a that special the uh, like wax paper over it and, and then and then scrape the uh, the paper and you get the image of yeah, it's the, like an etching. The stone. Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah, never done that. I, I got some great photographs of uh, that uh, uh, cemetery though. I have to. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty more. creepy. I've seen them on Facebook. 
Kind of creepy, right? Yeah, old, 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 old. So anyway, okay. I don't want to say talking about old, but our security chief, Willie Club, is here. Willie, how you doing? Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Okay. Great to be here. Happy Halloween, all. Switchy uh, told me hey, to say sir. that. Happy I, Halloween I wanted to you. to assure uh, one one. I know you're concerned about the shortages of email, you may say, that you're getting. Yeah. But it, it could be because you're, you're in another country now. But uh, uh, let me assure you that you're still getting plenty of that physical mail. Oh, okay. The yeah, battery problem I have stuff. with it is it quotes. doesn't pass the sniff test, <laughs> so I can't pass anything along to you. That's you bad. Know, that's my job here. <laughs> that's bad. Okay. Well, and the immersion, uh, uh, it is 30 days immersion cycle, right? So anyway, well, listen, one one, I get plenty of email for you. I just didn't want to bother you, burden you with uh, the fans, uh, you know, outpouring with, for you. Yeah, you didn't want to send me the... Uh, Everybody. The pre-worn panties or anything because it might cost so much in the wow. post. You know, it's going to cost me editing it. that out. Well, That's. I think I'm getting those emails now, right? Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Anyway, can we please calm down so I can introduce our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you, Raven? Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, you got the hat on. You got the hat, and the hat looks very, very... Hip. Very cool. Very I'm not yes. kidding. Is it a cat logo? Is that what it is? What is that? It's called? a wolf eating a chicken. Cool. I, I got this actually when I was visiting Coco last year. <laughs> Holy cow. Is it, yeah, I think that's the picture on his uh, on his farm, right? A wolf eating a chicken, wolf farm. Yeah. So, so, and he's branding it now. So, a wolf eating a chicken. Let's say you have to tell us about that, please. Is it a funny there, thing? It was just in a store when we were up there. Uh, I don't remember where we were, but it's uh, it's supposed to be like a mug shot because he's holding the little um, the the numbers and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but they had a bunch of different ones. They had like a raccoon mug shot holding you know the little thing, and he That's had like cool. trash in wow. his mouth. They had all these different ones. Yes, but some artists made it, and I thought it was really cool. That's that's cool. That's unique. That's cool. If anyone out there ever wonders yeah. what Maine is like, you just get a little slice of it right there. So anyway, what's yeah. what's what's going on with you there, uh, Rave? Anything new? Well, then my my Halloween decorations are almost done. Okay, and I know Halloween's like right around the corner, but I keep adding more and more to my front yard. So you really so that's like almost this? Done. You really get into this? Obviously, you sent me a picture of my uh, good friend Scotch and Coke, your dog, dressed up, and yeah, I gotta tell you, out, I gotta he picked out his own Halloween costume. Did he really? Okay, I can get the <laughs> whole. He, he was a cow. He dressed. She dressed up as a cow. I could get yeah. the ears, I could get the horns, I can, but I couldn't get the udder. You had to put an udder on him? <laughs> yeah, it's actually removable. Oh, good. Um, so because he's a boy, I'm going to take it off. Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, his nickname is Moo. We always call him Moo. Moo. So we, we, you know, we figured we should make him a cow. Now it fits. Okay. So what do you do? You're going to walk around with him like on trick-or-treat night, that type of thing? Are you going to he'll just sit outside with us. Sit outside, yeah, with the dog. Yeah. That's well, we hand out cat. candy, and he'll just be dressed up. Uh huh. Wow. Nice. See, I miss that. You know, we don't have any of that at all anymore. But you know, when I was a kid, I used to look forward to Halloween almost as much as Christmas. I did too. Really? Yeah. It was a lot of fun as Halloween. a kid. You know, we used to like it's the most wonderful time of the year. I got some good Halloween stories, but not for another time. Yes. Right. Well, nice you can throw the toilet paper up on the trees. No, no. It was all about. <laughs> it was all about cars. what I got. All about you know, you the candy. Soap all their windows. And yes. Never did any of that stuff. Yes. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. Never had my candy inspected. Really? There wasn't a thing back then in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Well, there was where me? I grew up. Cambridge. We went that Cambridge. far away. 
Well, you were sort of in an uppity area, maybe. I was in an uppity area with Harvard and MIT grad students. Yeah. There you go. All these places. Uh, really dull stuff. I grew up in Dorchester. All those and sobs parked outside. Imagine the candy I got. No one was going to put a razor blade in his no, candy they, there. Oh, wow. They'd put a they'd put a, a, an application for, uh, you know, MIT. MIT and some brie. Right. And some brie and crackers, right? There's an SAT <laughs> practice exam. <laughs> yeah. Cambridge is a very poofy part of uh, close to Cambridge, Cambridge was pretty benign as far as that stuff went. Yeah, really? Hmm. Well, anyway, we used to go out with a dozen yeah. eggs, and we'd see someone across the street, and we'd go, hey, catch, and throw them the egg. <laughs> and they'd always go, yeah. <laughs> Got them every time. When I was in Michigan, I used to have a big rig out in the front yard to keep growing every year. Big rubber spiders that light up their eyes and have speakers mm. in them with uh, sound effects. Wow. That were on cassette tapes. And uh, uh, there was one I had on, on a pulley, and I could let it go, and it would slide down towards the kids. Oh, and, you know, the, the legs would wiggle all over, and I flipped the lights on for the eyes and the uh, sound that effects. Sounds, and, you'd be in I had all kinds of cobbled go. together critters. I even had kind of a baby Mothman. Wow. So it was, it was great because you could <laughs> misdirect. Oh, I had a great Grim Reaper. I made out of PVC, a sweatshirt, and a skull mask. It was up in a tree in front Jesus. with a couple of puck lights, what they called them, where they could light up the whole uh, skeleton. I had his eyes lit up red, and the sound effect was the uh, the kind of the screeching from the psycho soundtrack. Oh, you know? oh man. And, uh, you're lucky you're so not you in kind prison. Misdirect kids, you could get their attention over one way and then flip the sound effects on somewhere else. And uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was so much fun. Misdirecting the kids. To rig it. Did you hear that? Misdirecting the kids. <laughs> yes. No, that's impressive, Switch, because I, I like somebody way, really into that stuff. <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah. I, you know. It goes all out. People well, used to, they, I used to live in Marshall, Michigan. And, man, let me tell you, they, some of those houses just, uh, somewhere I've got some photographs of, uh, just phenomenal yeah. what people would do there. Just, yeah. yep. it would put my little, little uh, display to shame, but they were just uh, really enthusiastic. Yeah, Mac, yeah. When you drive, Mac, drive around Salisbury and Amesbury. Oh, yeah, yeah. The houses at Halloween are decorated like Christmas. Raven, it's funny. No people, same way. There's, there's the same families that go all out with stuff out mm -hmm. in the yard. Yep. And they'll do the same thing for Christmas. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a there's a house near, uh, just coming off the island in a kind of poofy part of Newbury. But what they've done is they took a very large spider and a spider web. I mm -hmm. mean, large and then like, but put it way back in the woods, kind of. You know what yeah. I mean? So you just really see it. It's cool. It's like, wow, well, well, what is that? But but people go out. I mean, it's like Christmas. They do but go out. That's, that has been a big seller. The, you know, lately, the trick-or-treating has gone down, but the whole idea of getting the costumes, decorating your house, you know, cards and you know, that kind of stuff. And then Salem. Well, look at Salem. I mean, look at Salem. We live in the vicinity of Salem, so yep. they're, I mean, telling people, they're telling people, oh, do yeah. not drive. Oh, yeah. Don't bring your car to Salem. They said, we are full. We are full. And, and, and the trains are going to be full, too. So it's going to be nuts mm -hmm. down there. Yeah, it's going to be crazy down there. But my daughter went with uh, with her husband last weekend, mm -hmm. and the place was mobbed, mobbed absolutely yeah. mobbed now. And it's still yeah, yeah, and it's good weather too. Yeah, it's it's wait till Halloween, baby. That is that's that's the place to be. You know, as Halloween knows. is insane in Salem. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, talk baby, about I'm so glad that you were able to experience it. I haven't been. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, so anyway, keeping with the Halloween experience, I think we have a top 10 that is Halloween related. Is that true, Raven? We do. Um, this is, what is it called? Top 10 Halloween costumes as suggested by the fans for Mac Maloney's Military X-Files gang. Okay, top 10 Halloween costumes suggested by our fans for us, the gang. Okay? We got that? Let's got, hear it. Got the beat? Okay. Raven, please. Stop the music. All right. 
Start the music. Number 10, uh, club is Whitey Bulger, a crooked judge, or the Pope. Take your pick. <laughs> right, right. I'm kind of into the Central Pope. casting, yeah, yes. Central casting, <laughs> or at least a cardinal or something. Okay. Next, yeah. Number nine, please. I can see, I can see that. Yeah. Number nine, uh, club is Whitey Bulger after he's been hit with a bag of nickels 53 times. That's how they said. I can take that. I know it's not true. If you look at me. That's how they said he went. More no, like no. Mac, I think. Okay, please. Uh, number eight, please. Oh, uh, number eight, uh, Lois Lane as who else? Lois Lane. Of course. You know what else, right? Uh, yeah. This is the top 10 Halloween costumes suggested by our fans for the gang at MMMX Files. Uh, number seven, Agent X as half Boris Badenoff and half Natasha. Can you see it? <laughs> Cut right down the middle. Yeah, oh, man, that would be a good one. <laughs> Next, please. Um, number six, Bob the Ghost as Mrs. Frankenstein because he wants to break out of the psychic box you guys have put him in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're not treating him well, so he's good move for Bob. He's, a, he's acting out. Uh, next, please. Right. Uh, number five. Coco as Superman in all 16 of the DC Comics universes and in all the infinite number of universes beyond. Okay, right. And is that enough? Is that enough? Or we're probably leaving It one? might not be. Uh, uh, are you leaving out the multiverse? The or multiverse. is that technically included? Well, him, he's in that. He's the top well, the guy. Metaverse. Metaverse. Okay. Yeah. All right. Top 10. It's a, it's a lot. Halloween costumes suggested by our fans for the gang. Uh, number four, Mac as the Flash. Think about it, girls. Mm. Flash what? <laughs> Think about it. Okay. Mac as flashing? Or anyway, as no, flash? no, no. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I re should have reworded that one. I don't get that. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> flash what? Number three, one one as Hot Girl. Yes, remember Hot Girl? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. This is how, this is a little pervert I was, okay? In the first grade, first grade, I loved Hawkman comic books. Hawkman and Hawk Girl, right? And she was always looked like she was flying around in a bikini. So, do you remember carbon paper? Yes, I <laughs> yeah. do remember carbon. Should I say any more? Should I go? Should I go any further? This is what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Wait, number two. These are the top ten Halloween costumes suggested by our fans for the game. Number two. Number two, Raven as Hawk Girl. No, see? <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. That, that completed my story. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And uh, all, all right. right. Number one. The number one costume suggested by the fans for the MMM X Files gang Switch as a big f***ing moth. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Yeah, it. I can vision that. Yeah, I can see. Look at the wings right in back of them now. Okay. Couldn't <laughs> do that. That'd be fun. Okay, there you go. For our Halloween show, why don't we do this now? Why don't we take a break, regroup, catch our breath, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's No Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our Halloween special, and we'll be right back after this. Imagine if there was a super secret satellite in outer space that could read your thoughts and alter your reality. Imagine if the U.S. government had no knowledge that this satellite even existed. Now imagine if such a powerful weapon fell into the wrong hands. In the latest adventure of Mac Maloney's best-selling detective series, codenamed Starman, Lieutenant Chris Starr of the Navy's X-Files team is given his strangest case yet, track down the ghost of a rogue Navy SEAL who holds the secret to the God Satellite. 
Once again, teamed with beautiful Irish detective Mara McCann, Star finds himself looking for clues from the streets of Rome to a mysterious snow-covered mountain in Arizona to Africa's forbidding skeleton coast. And finally, in outer space itself. But it's only when he realizes a secret vision in the desert points right back to where the case started does Star finally learn what the God Satellite is really about. That's The God Satellite, codenamed Starman, book number three by Mac Maloney, on sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. And listen to Mac's show to learn how you can win a free copy. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. We are in the middle of, or towards the end of, we don't know yet, but first, let me introduce the members of the Posse. Girls, as you know, the very famous one one is here. Yes, it, uh, I couldn't be more famous uh, than if I was on uh, the Ed Sullivan Show for crying out loud. That's I mean, true. This is your Mac Maloney show, and I'm glad to be here, and you know, glad to be anywhere, as a matter of fact, but thanks for having me again. February 9th, 1964. You think we taught that? <laughs> the first time the Beatles are on American TV. Uh, here also, they are, the Beatles. You know, people can watch the Ed Sullivan show on the Nostalgia Network. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I watch the Beatles performance on Ed Sullivan like all the time. Believe me, I keep going back to that. But yeah, some very fine lads from Liverpool. It's <laughs> swing all well, the way DVDs, around. The DVDs of the Beatles performance on Ed Sullivan includes. I think the whole show. If yes. I, I have them, and I, it, it does include a lot of the other acts that led up to them. You know, Soupy Sales, the guys spinning the pie plates, yep. and uh, yep. Mickey Jones of the, the Flying uh, Wallenders or whatever they were. Mickey Jones of the Monkeys was actually well, yeah, on Mickey that Jones show. of the Monkeys with the uh, Oliver. He was playing a part in Oliver. Oliver right. you know? How strange is that? But they have that. So that's with it. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, sorry, as you probably know now, Mel Skills and Gigi Gills, no cuckoo tonight. Out saving the world. I got a very strange email from him the other day. Did he pass that around to everybody? Yeah, what the heck was it? Uh, uh, no idea. No idea. Was there, there was a helicopter. There's lightning involved. He's in Hawaii. I, I, I don't know. Hey, you know what the deal here is in the UK? That uh, retired pilots, experienced top-notch pilots, are being recruited by the Chinese and because the bucks are good. And they're going over there and showing the Chinese how to fly their airplanes. I see that. I don't think that should be allowed. But it's it's currently it's not against the law. But there's there's, there's going to be an investigation. You know how mm-hmm. they investigate things in the UK. But look at it from this point of view. How many spies can you send over? You know, yeah. masquerading as those guys. So yeah, sure. Maybe not that bad of an idea. Let them roll. Anyway, but I was going to forward that story to uh, Cobra and see if that was a, a gig that he'd be interested in. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to be on the show with morning. He'd be, he'd be eating his morning <laughs> noodles when he'd be on the show. Anyway, moving on. So no cocoa tonight, but uh, National Correspondent down there in uh, Happy-Go-Lucky, West Virginia. Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. Happy-Go-Lucky. Uh, listen, Mac, I'm going to tell you something. Go ahead. I, I signed a contract when I moved down here that the weather was going to be warmer. Yes. Right? yes. Well, it's it's pretty cold down here right now. So they I mean, screwed you, huh? 
You should have yeah, a lawyer. Well, I think so. It was, well, it was some guy in an alley and with a, a, a black suitcase that also wanted to sell some cookware. But I, I really <laughs> thought it was a legitimate contract. Cookware, in quotes. Okay. I thought you were going to say some beachware. Uh, something. You know, I wasn't expecting cookware. No beachware today. No. He's down there in the... What's, you live in the south, but not that far south. What is... Uh, apparently not. What is... Uh, the, what's it say on the license plate? Go home, West Virginia, or something? Uh, no. What is it... Uh, uh, Wild and wonderful, something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How lame. Wow. Yeah. Should I say wild and wonderful and unseasonably cold? Yes, or <laughs> among other things, dot, dot, dot. Uh, okay, Switchy, thank you for joining us. Uh, now, um, Raven is going to be joining us later on in the show. But also here is uh, Security What's Chief. What's she doing right now? Is she doing her nails? Or what? Uh, I, I don't know. Her agent won't you know, reply other than she'll be joining us. Okay, I'm sure I understood gonna... it was a pedicure. Okay, or something, you know. <laughs> I'd like to say video to follow, but we couldn't work that out anyway. But uh, Security Chief Willie Club is here with us. WC. Thank God. Hey, Mac. Hi, gang. Great here. to be here. Good I, to I, see you, Willie. I, you know, I was listening to uh, Switch. You know, he's complaining about the cold weather and made me think about an item I saw. I think it was on the Home Shopping Network that would interest you. It's for people that get cold heads. And I understand because your covering is you know, not really yeah, they're thing, called, but they're called it's, hats. It's kind of like it's a blanket that <laughs> looks like uh, like a headpiece. It's unbelievable. You got to check it out. Go to uh, their website. Mm -hmm. I think it's the uh, home uh, home shopping network HSN. So it's a rugged club. Usually my burka works very well. Oh, oh yeah, oh. but this this is something that gives you a little different look too because you could use that. It's wow, ooh, tough love. Mm -hmm. And what's I just it, wanted to say called? to Juan. Speaking of the uh, shopping network, rumor is that you're pushing a product out there. Well, I might I might wear that at night when I wear my raincoat and go out wandering the streets. Well, wow. yeah, you'll fit in down there. Rugs for rugs. One one. What do you have? One. You know, I don't know if you if it's true, but are you really pushing a product on uh, one of the shopping networks? I am not. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's, they're called One One's Wipes. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, well, there's a lawsuit if that's true. <laughs> yeah? We have proof. Both, inter both internally and externally? Well, you know, I don't know what that means. But Does that mean by anywhere? Anywhere in the body. Yeah. Anywhere in the body. Interesting. All right, One I One. I need those. Sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> I need those. But they're One One, so I thought it was you. But. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm Googling it now. Google it. Right. You know, lawsuit, baby. And maybe we won't have to do this anymore. We can, you know, we can move to Italy <laughs> and hang with Mickey Evil. Anyway, so yeah, this, holy smoke, dry wipes, non-woven fabric. They're not called good. They're not called one ones, are they? Yeah. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, it says good at either end. Do you see that part? Yeah. No, come on, good at either end. Who's <laughs> <laughs> writing his material? Switch. Wow. Okay. So listen. This is supposed to be a Halloween show, okay? So um, we have some Halloween-themed segments coming up. I'm going to throw it first to Switchy. Uh, yes, we're noticing that uh, well, when when Club came on the air, not only did he have the skeleton mask on, but he, now he has a pumpkin right in view. He's in with the spirit. Do people come? Do they come to your house? Do they you trick know, or treat? Halloween is a big deal in the clubhouse. Just to let you know. The clubhouse, cool. Big yeah. deal, yeah. It takes us all year to get ready for it. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you get trick-or-treaters anymore? Because we don't. they don't have trick-or-treating on Plum Island, believe it or not. No, they don't allow them. Yeah. yeah. They don't? No. No, we're in a, in an area that's kind of off the beaten path, you might say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they've done, they've, Halloween is, is 
as big as ever, bigger than ever as, you know, fall, let's say a holiday. But the whole idea of trick-or-treating is kind of fading away. Now it's more like parties and, yeah. you know, that kind well, of stuff. It's You know Haunted how dangerous it's become over the years. You know, people are pulling these tricks on the candy again like they used to do when we were young. Yeah. They're you putting know, X-Lax in it. Supposedly a lot of those. blades. And, yeah. A lot of so those you, are just you, urban you myths. Gotta, you got to check everything when you check, bring right. your kid's stuff back. Yeah. It's not worth it in a way. Well, yeah, another thing no. ruined. So anyway. But you, you probably don't mind the X-Lax, right, uh, Club? Oh, no, it's, wow. I, I have it every day in my coffee anyway. So <laughs> okay. TMI, TMI, TMI. So anyway, speaking of that, let's go back to switching and ask him uh, the question that the whole world is waiting for. The answer to Switchy. Now we uh, we had a best of Mac last week, so we're two weeks into this. What did you have for breakfast today? This morning, I went across the river mm-hmm. into uh, the northern uh, area Ohio. of the U.S. Into called the Ohio. Yes, and uh, across the Mason-Dixon line, and I went to Bob Evans in mm. Gallupolis, Ohio, and I had I had steak <sighs> with. Two eggs over easy. Oh, astronauts breakfast. Hash browns. Hot black coffee. Yep. Orange juice. White toast with a strawberry jam. Damn. Mm. That's more food than I've eaten in a week. (laughs) Wow. Switchy. Well, I'm 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 not going to have to eat again until uh, Thursday, so I'm I'm good. Uh, Then what What do you pay for something like that? Yeah, I'm going to say $14. I think it was a little higher than that, actually. Uh, Yeah. Bob Evans is like Denny's. You overpaid. Bob Evans. I've heard oh. of it. It's like yeah, so Bob Evans has right? a change. They're actually they they started out uh, down in Southeast Ohio many years ago. I thought ago. they were a Canadian chain. I don't think so. No, uh, this is uh, no. Bob Evans down on the farm, and he used to uh, years ago in the '60s. He used to advertise his uh, farm sausage, Mm-mm. and uh, and then later on in later years he started uh, uh, branching out in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I uh, used to eat uh, Bob Evans all the time. Around the Detroit area, I think I and saw they, uh, farm sausage on uh, Hamster. Do you remember that one? <laughs> hey, and, and they have biscuits to die for. Biscuits yeah, yeah, with yeah, onion yeah. and butter. Oh man! Still looking. I didn't have any of those today, but still uh, looking up in this area for a place that uh, has biscuits and gravy. We're still looking, Lois and I. There's there's just nowhere around unless we go to a Denny's, and Denny's have it, but there's not. They close the Denny's like in Danvers, for instance. I, I don't. I, I don't, you know, I don't even know where another closing thing Denny's is. all over the place. Something yeah. comes up with Denny's. Go to KFC. They have biscuits, and then they have the gravy with their chicken. You yeah. can always yeah. mix it together. I just see myself walking in for, to a breakfast place. But uh, anyway, so it's switch. the Waffle Houses that have that stuff. When I was working in Atlanta, Georgia, because you know there's a Waffle House at every street. Every corner. corner. Yeah, you ain't couldn't. So, um, so, 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 dynamite. Switchy. So yeah. now, uh, what you have for lunch? Now I'm just curious. Um. Well, it was kind of a late breakfast. What the heck did I have? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, cool. Must have tasted good. <laughs> so anyway, well, listen, you have a uh, report on a very particularly scary Men in Black episode, right? Yes. Uh, this just took place back on January 23rd, at least the, the beginnings of this experience. It took place on January 23rd, 1976 in England. Now, uh, a young lady, and, and this is reported by Jenny Randalls, great British researcher, she wrote a book called The Truth Behind the Men in Black. And she talks about a lady she calls Shirley Greenfield. And she's walking home from work. And off in the distance, she sees these strange lights. It gets closer. It looks like the lights are on some kind of a, like a, a classic flying saucer shape. It comes, it comes right over her and comes down uh, close to her. And she 
it feels almost like she's being pushed down somehow by some kind of a invisible force. And uh, she becomes, she really freaks out. She's not, it's not far uh, to get home from where she worked, but uh, she couldn't move for a while. And then uh, once this thing sort of receded and went away, she start, started running and staggering toward home. Well, her mother, Mrs. Greenfield, thought that, uh, uh, you know, she hit something horrible had happened, that maybe she'd been attacked or something like that. And then she told her the story. Now, uh, she had some kind of a strange burn mark on her arm after this. <laughs> and uh, apparently she had some missing time, but that didn't come to the surface until later. Now, she was uh, uh, 17 at the time. And, uh, and later on, she uh, read some of Jenny Randall's uh, articles and books. And um, back and all the way later on in February 1976, she uh, uh, contacted Randall's. And uh, she assumed that uh, this was just like sort of a, a classic UFO experience, at least Miss Randall's did. Now, uh, this was the, uh, uh, a little bit later on, uh, there was a, a downpour outside. Two men came to the door. Now, she, she, had, uh, she had reported this to the police and they came over. They just thought she was a hysterical young lady. And um, they, uh, they just kind of brushed it off and uh, they didn't really think much of anything had really happened. And there was a, uh, uh, a gentleman from a, a UFO group who, uh, uh, who investigated, but she, and then there were a few other, uh, when this originally happened, there were a few other ladies that, that saw uh, strange lights in the sky afterwards. And uh, the press became interested, but surely didn't want anything to do with it. She didn't want any publicity and she kept away from that. But it, it did get out there that she had seen this strange object. Well, then one night, uh, this uh, these two men come to the door, and they kind of implied it's that they were uh, the the they had the, the her parents had the impression that they they were RAF, and but the thing is they were very kind of uh, overbearing, and uh, Mrs. Greenfield couldn't understand why she just let them in without any questioning, and so they uh, the one. The one that did all the questioning, he called himself the commander. The other man didn't really say much of anything. He was sitting there. He had some kind of a, a black box on his lap. And so the commander uh, kind of fired a, a whole series of questions at Shirley. And she was visibly kind of shaken up and having a, a really rough time with this. And uh, they said that uh, to stay away from these UFO groups, they're nothing but meddlers. And uh, they... Uh, uh, it's not not clear as to what specific questions that they asked, but uh, so later on, when uh, when uh, Shirley discovered Jenny Randall's as a researcher, Jenny came and investigated and found out that Shirley had actually had a series of psychic experiences, uh, out of body experiences, and apparently her siblings even saw her levitate one time off the bed. Now it's not unusual for people that have had some kind of a strange UFO experience to. Uh, uh, to have other other psychic phenomena. In fact, the, the famous coin helicopter incident over Manchester, Ohio, the, the guys had a close encounter with a UFO. And then afterwards, they were having out-of-body experiences that they couldn't explain. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem to have any connection with the, the strange close encounter that they had with this craft. Now, uh, so uh, they were in the, the car they were driving. Now, they were dressed in black. 
classic men in black attire. They were driving a black car. They, they thought it was a Mercedes or perhaps a Jaguar, not your classic American uh, uh, black Cadillac. Uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, they, they were really uh, they were really interested if she had any kind of marks on her body. And she said no and, and repeatedly said no. Mm-hmm. Now, when Jenny Randalls came on the scene, um, the uh, a gentleman that was with her, a, uh, a psychotherapist, they, they thought that it might be interesting to put Shirley under regressive hypnosis, even though apparently she was conscious during the whole time. But they wondered if they could uh, ferret out anything, any other information afterwards. Uh-huh. So they did. And under hypnosis, she was visibly shaken. She said the commander, it was like he was asking two sets of questions uh-huh. in between the verbal questions. Uh-huh. He was firing out a, a question Tele- tele- uh, telepathically and uh we're, we're not uh, apprised as to what what uh, kinds of questions they were asking although verbally uh they were asking uh, questions all about the experience the, the original ufo experience yes so this is really inexplicable yeah yeah uh you know what what purpose what possible purpose could this be and again it's it's almost like the classic uh vampire story where you have to invite the vampire in in order for them to enter your house, really, and uh, and, and so in many other men in black experiences, people do invite them in, and they wonder why did they? Why didn't they question them? Yeah, yeah. And and surely received a few phone calls later on, uh, purporting to be from the same people, still asking that question about marks on her body, hmm. and then the whole thing just sort of faded away, completely inexplicable. Doesn't you know? It, it reminds me of Jacques Vallée when he said in *Messengers of Deception*, the phenomenon negates itself. Mm. I mean, this is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know they, they 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 show up, they they ask questions about what her experience, and then they tell her not to tell. They warned her not to ever talk about it. And uh, it, but besides, it's so bizarre. Who's you know who would uh, believe this? The whole thing happened, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to make any sense. Right. So this is just one of the many uh, bizarre. Uh, encounters in the uh, men of black animals that just don't make any sense let me, whatsoever. Let me ask you, you this. know, switch. Go it's ahead. like the men, uh, the uh, black-eyed kid kids there. Yes, yep. you have to invite them yeah. in. This sounds very similar. Well, isn't it ironic that uh, you mentioned that club because we might have a black-eyed kid joining us later on in oh. a Halloween show tonight? But let me get two things, Switchy. Okay, number one. Yes. First of all, I think it's very cool if these guys are driving around a Jaguar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, they could have their own TV show or do they buy with the theme Jaguar? music and everything, right? I'm telling you, that, that conjures up an image, and it leads me to my next thought. I'm not at all a fan of um, the Men in Black movies with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, what's his name? Not at all. See, this is really? what's wrong with Hollywood. I went to film school, as you know, on one. This is what did. is wrong. You graduated, too. Right. You take with honest, but, you know, that's another show. Listen, this mm. is this. I got to cut that out. But. The, the, the Men in Black story, just like the Mothman story, is a it, it's an it's a great story encapsulated. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many elements to it that you don't have to yuck it up. You can right. make a film noir movie of the Men in Black mm. will, will blow people away, really, and and just tell the like story like you just told and all these odd stories that people ran it and just make it episodic. But make it creepy, make it mysterious, make it don't do it for laughs. Make it like an old detective movie. It'd be so cool. Well, you know, the film 
the Mothman prophecies based on the book, loosely based on the book. They didn't really get heavily into the Men in Black. Mm -hmm. But the reason was, of course, they'd already had one or two of the silly Men in Black yep. movies, yes. uh, which, you know, they just couldn't, they really couldn't do the Men in Black straight on like it was covered in the book because they, mm -hmm. they would have conjured up images of, you know, slapstick, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, interestingly enough, the Men in Black movie was based on a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. The graphic novel was inspired by the the actual Men in Black, call it lore, call it folklore, yeah, call sure. it history. Yep. And it's interesting because the two primary characters, uh, Will Smith and uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, their names were J and K for John Keel. So wow. at least they had a nod to John Keel. Or Joe Kelleher, my brother. You know. But I, I really, uh, I, I just found the, uh, because the uh, so many people have had these experiences, whether they were, you know, John Keel wasn't even sure that they were all real physical experiences. He thought some of them might be illusory, not mm -hmm. hallucinations, but there was some kind of outside stimulus. Mm -hmm. But he thought that in some of these cases, people might actually go into kind of a trance and, and experience some of these things, whether they be UFOs, cryptids, or men in black. Yeah, yeah. But the, the point is they were very frightening and very real to the individuals. Right. And, 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 you know, before we take a break, because Raven is in the waiting room, if, if you go back and you look at, as I say, you know, just the stories about individual stories about men in black, people running into men in black, some of them are so odd where they show up at the back door at 2 a.m. and they're dressed like undertakers, but they got yellow skin and, uh, you know, it, and it's in weird eyes and they and they're making coins disappear. It's like it's like having a dream or something, you know. And, and well, Brad Steiger said he had encountered one of the ones that looked kind of like a cadaver. Yeah, yeah, and yes. So, and, and Steiger was a very credible guy. So, you know? so here's the question. The question is this, is, um, you know, people say, well, you know, they're from the government or something like that. Okay, but if you were government agents, why would you show up looking so weird all the time? You know what I mean? You'd just show up as regular people or as military officers. Why and, would you and be some so of them at least have an ID on you? Like John Kill right. said that uh, not be, uh, he used the term men in black as a generic term because they weren't always literally in men black. in black suits with black fedoras. Sometimes they were Air Force officers mm -hmm. that turned out didn't really exist. Yeah, Their name yes. was phony. Or perhaps they had a wrong insignia or something on their uniform mm -hmm. uh, to uh, uh, you know represent their rank. So uh, very, I mean, it's, it's uh, there's more than one answer to this mystery. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, there's another case we won't get into, but it was the, we've talked about it before, the bizarre Dr. Hopkins case in, in Maine, mm -hmm. where this, this guy shows up uh, out of nowhere, and it's almost like he has, uh, uh, like, lipstick on to make it appear that he has real lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, bald. Wow. He's, he's <laughs> acting very, very sinister. And, uh, but, it, yeah, some of these are, Crazy. some of these could easily be, a government uh, agent of some kind, uh, and uh, and uh, but also you know uh, Keel uh, Keel uncovered uh, there was a uh, a missive that went out from the Air Force because they were getting uh, uh, reports from people that claimed that Air Force officers were coming to their house collecting their photographs or or telling them to be quiet about their sighting, and they weren't from the Air Force. So there was actually a, an official memo warning people about these fake Air Force officers. They knew that they were out there. They didn't know what they were. Anyway, that's right. uh, very cool, Switchy. Thank you very much. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? 
Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military X-Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight, our Halloween special. And we have a gang before they go all out trick-or-treating and doing other kind of things. Hi, girls, for us. The very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. In costume. Yeah, I'm ready to go out trick-or-treating. Yes, he is. In costume Here's as... my pumpkin lit up, you know, everything. Your pumpkin. Okay. Is that in quotes? Lit up pumpkin, yep. Interesting. Uh, no Coco tonight. He's out saving the world. Sorry, Mill Skills and Gigi Gills. However, our national correspondent down there in How Do You Do, West Virginia, Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. Uh, great to be here in, in How Do You Do, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you in costume yet? I can't tell. Yes, I'm going as an extremely uh, handsome, charismatic, and charming young man. Really? Yeah? Okay. How long did the makeup take? Uh, that's not well, right. it depends on the lighting. You know, okay. If the lighting's not good, you know, forget it. Uh, also, our security chief, Willie Club, is here in costume. No, out of costume. Hi, Mac. Everything Trick or treat, smell my feet, everyone. There you go. Okay. <laughs> he has that you forgot the last part. Give me something good to eat. Okay. No, I don't that like that part of it. It must be a like Midwest smell thing. My feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also with us, hoping to keep us in line or something, is our friend up there. So I always knew our, our good friend, Raven is with us. Raven. Hi, friends. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure I can keep anyone in line, but really, um, can, I will. Can I'll you try and pretend I am? Oh, that's even better. Okay. <laughs> hey. Listen, we introduce you as a good witch every week. Are you really a good witch? I don't know where that even came from. Do you actually? Yeah. Practice? Show me your credentials here. He said credentials. I don't have to show anything to anyone. That's so true. That's that's your guys's guess. <laughs> not even a laminated card. <laughs> the board just lit up for a second. Anyway, also joining us in the mayhem is our good friend, famous author, Mark Zapula. Mark, how are you? MZ. Hello, Mac. How is everyone doing? We're doing good. We're doing pretty good. As usual. All right. Mark's a very famous Happy author. Yeah, it's great to be here as always. From the Boston area, as you can tell by his accent. Does he have an accent? I don't know. How, you're asking the wrong person. How can I tell? Yes, he does. Oh, you so he does? Okay. <laughs> That's what's cool about being in the UK. Are you American? <laughs> really? Yeah, they don't know after the first word yeah. from you? You know, Raven and I are the only ones who don't have an accent. So you yeah. say. Really? Yeah? Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, let me introduce bad, everyone else. Huh? Yeah. Uh, also with us is, uh, I'll say, uh, well, uh, also with us is our good friend out there in Chicago, Dr. Bob Gross. Dr. Bob, how you doing? Hello, gang. It's great to be here. 
Halloween. Halloween. Yep. Out there in Chicago, see everything, you, doctor. everything okay out there? Except the I'm bears. Hanging in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Still toddling, though. Correct. Yes. Yes, it is on, a toddling. On uh, weekends, usually on Halloween. Cool. Uh, and also rounding out the gang here is everyone's favorite, the black-eyed kid. Kid, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing awesome. How are you? <laughs> this is a favorite. <laughs> this is a favorite part of the if you, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like I hit the lottery. It's like, yeah, really. Now, listen, you don't have to put on any makeup or costume to go out trick-or-treating, correct? Um, exactly, unless I want to be a woman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then how long does it take? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too long, two hours. <laughs> really? Okay, all right. How long does it take to put the skin on? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Depends who it is. Oh, Depends who it is. Too much? Too soon? Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait. Wow. Halloween. Okay. Cool. Kid, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Now, we're going to do something stupid. Earlier in the show, we did a top 10 list. And what it was, the top 10 Halloween costumes that the fans have suggested that we, the gang on the show, wear. Okay? Didn't go over as good as we thought. So we thought we'd just do it again because more people means more laughing, I hope. Let's see. This could be a Titanic in the middle of the Hindenburg, we don't know. Raven, do you have the list? I have the list. Okay, so this is the top 10 Halloween costumes suggested by our fans for here the gang on the show. We should start the music again. Mm-hmm. Number 10, please, Raven. That is Club as Whitey Bulger, a crooked judge, or the Pope. Take your pick. I still like the Pope. Wow, okay. Ooh, this is a bad I idea. I vote for Whitey. Number nine, number nine please. Uh, Club is Whitey Bulger after he's been hit with a bag of nickels 53 times. Ouch. God. Yeah, I'll laugh at that one. That's a painful mm. one. Oh. You can't even laugh at that Holy one. cow, really? <laughs> eight, please. Eight. Yeah, that's what really happened, too, right? Oh, well, that's what they say. Number eight, please, right? Number eight, uh, Lois Lane as who else? Lois Lane. Right. Her agent demands it. Number seven, please. We got to do this quick. Number seven, Agent Lane. X as half Boris Badenov and half Natasha. See, that would be funny. You know what I mean? That'd be that great. Would be I need the Boris Badenov. He'd wind up in therapy for the next 10 years. But next, please, Brett. <laughs> Bob the Ghost as Mrs. Frankenstein because he wants to break out of the psychic box you guys have put him in. We've uh, been abusing the ghost here, apparently. I got. Uh, Memo Wait, can I say, you know, we're getting along here doing this twice. It's yes. uh, very painful. Yeah, thank you. It, this is as funny as uh, a pay toilet and a diarrhea. Oh, wipe. come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that loaded up. Okay, please, next, right? Uh, number five. Coco as Superman in all 16 of the DC Comics universes and in all the infinite number of universes beyond. Okay, then, but it turned out I left a few out, right? The metaverse and the multiverse. Right, which I think are the same thing. Okay, he's right? Superman everywhere. That's the point yeah. we're trying to. Okay, next, please. Wow, you're right, Club. <laughs> Number four, Mac as the Flash. Mac in the Flash. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a Flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mac as the Flash. Mac oh, as the as Flash. The flash. Think about it. Uh, oh, I don't think too close. Think about a girls or something. I don't even know what the joke means. But next, please. Juan Juan as Hawk Girl. Juan Juan as Hawk Girl. Now everyone's ears perk up. Yes. Yeah, here we go. Number two, please. 
Raven as Hawk Girl. See, there you go. Okay. <laughs> That's one, more two. like it. Wow. I thought I saw some smiles there, but not really. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, we're down to number one. Second time around. Please, Raven. Number one costume suggested by the fans for MMM X Files Gang Switch as a big <laughs> moth. <laughs> wow. Club, next time, let me, please, please tell me not to do things like this, all right? Yeah. yeah. That's a killer. Okay. All right. So listen, <laughs> while the fun Brutal. continues, why don't we take, thank you very much. Why don't we take a quick break now, regroup. I'll be right back after this. You'll see to Mac Mullins' Milter Access Show here in the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Conopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrex, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. This is a special Halloween uh, special. And uh, let me introduce the members of the posse. Some are in costume, some are not. Girls. Very famous one one is here. I was trying to think of Hello some girls, costume. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Good to see you all. You'd be dressed up like, well, hot girl or something, right? I, I had to look her up. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, okay. You didn't know hot girl? Well, what's, what's I've heard of her. I don't even remember what I didn't remember what she looked like. Huh? All right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Switch you to pop culture challenge. That's that's all right. right. Switch. Do you want to do you want to explain the mystery behind the carbon paper? Or is that another show? You no, see? we have to do okay. that. Right. Switch seems to be the carbon only one paper. who knows what was going on there. Anyway, no Coco tonight is out saving the world. But Switchblade Steve is with us, Switchy, down there in West Virginia. Uh, great to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, our security chief, Willie Club, is here. Hey, Mac. It's great to be here on the Halloween holiday. And yes. I like the group that we've got here tonight. It's Pretty a spooky-looking uh, group. So spooky was, spooky is one word. Just yeah. right. Yes. Okay. Of many adjectives, spooky is one. Not I'm spooky. celebrating the Day of the Dead. Not spooky, Ooh. we could tell. Not spooky at all. Well, not really. Maybe a little bit is a good friend up there. in sideways, New York, Raven. How are you tonight, Raven? Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, how can you put up with us? Usually it's uh, you and four drunk guys. Now there's like 10 drunk guys in you. 
You know, I'm how do you do it? Halfway through a bottle of champagne. Oh, so. champagne! I'm, I'm okie dokie up here. Wow, champagne! I'm sober as a judge. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> or as a judge. I don't know. Yeah, one or the other. Also with us is famous author Mark Zapula. Mark, how you doing? MZ. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me back. How's uh, how you? <laughs> Are you drinking orange juice? What's your drink du jour tonight? Yeah, it's uh, clear orange juice. Clear orange juice. Interesting. Okay, that's no. I hear they're running out of oranges down there, so now it's clear. Uh, also with us is our good friend out there in Chicago, Dr. Bob Gross. Dr. Bob, how are you doing? Hello, everyone. Great yeah. to be here. Thank okay. you. Other, good to see you, doctor. Yeah, the other person. Chicago. Things are good in Chicago, right, Dr. Bob? Yeah, things, things are hanging in there good. It's, in there. Uh, okay. So far, so good. Okay. Chicago's Weather's cool starting to change here. Oh, yeah, that, that sucks. So uh, you're you're a man, you're you're a doctor, you're, you're an esteemed person of society. What are you doing here with a bunch of drunks? Just a fun gang to hang out. With. <laughs> really? Okay. I hope you don't mind. No, no, it is Halloween. <laughs> anyway, I just had to know. Uh, also, rounding out the uh, baseball team here is our favorite little uh, I don't know what you can call him, uh, the Black Eyed Kid. Kid, how you doing? Hi, everybody. What's up? Hey. <laughs> We're not going to let you in the house. No way. So is that, we were talking about you earlier. Is that what happens? You have to be invited in the house uh, before you cause any mayhem? Uh, I ain't no vampire. <laughs> Can we translate for that? Wait, wow, wow, wow. Do you have you to be. trust me. <laughs> He's no sure. vampire. Uh, oh, unless, I'm no vampire. I'm very, very sneaky. I'm pretty sure black-eyed kids have to be invited. I in. think they oh. have to be invited in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And not but through you the, might sneak in, so yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say, not through the uh, second floor window. No, through the no, door. I always yeah. sneak in. You never know I'm inside your house. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a thought. Yeah. So, listen. Wow, wait. It looks like the kid has grown a beard. Is it just me or... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Black eyed kid grows up. Yeah, it grows up. The black eyed teen. The black eyed punk. The black eyed punk is good. This is the second movie. Black eyed kid goes to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black eyed kid goes to Japan. The black kid goes to Hawaiian. The black guy on the playground. <laughs> He's out there surfing. Wow. Anyway, so listen. This is a Halloween show. And Club has a report on something with a little bit of Halloween involved. Is that right, Club? He's also drinking clear orange juice. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd <laughs> like to start off, of course, because you told me you wanted to add a little Halloween twist. But as you know, the, the Club report yes. has been uh, focused on uh, what's going on with the government, and who I consider the military, and uh, what's been appearing to be some transparency as far as... Uh, the uh, government and the, the DOD on um, what's going on out there with the UFOs. And, uh, but uh, today I'm changing the focus on that really because uh, we're finding more that asteroids are becoming the thing that seems to be uh, coming up now mm -hmm. with, the, with the folks. So anyways, to, sort of to get into that, uh, I, I do want to start uh, talking about the the Halloween asteroid. Cool. What before a, we get into the serious what stuff. What a title. Cool. I don't know if you know, but back in 2015, there was an asteroid, and that was uh, given the name of uh, 2015 TB-14-5. And what it was, uh, and it's still out there, this asteroid looks like a skull. Wow. And if cool. you go online and take a look at it, it yes. really does. Hmm. And uh, back in 2015, 
it passed our planet uh, on Halloween, as a matter of fact. Nice. And uh, it, it's a, uh, right now, they consider it to be, yeah, excellent, uh, consider it to be about 2,000 feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. At that time, it missed the Earth by just about 300,000 miles. and uh, Which isn't big. visible to yeah. folks, even with just regular kind of telescopes. That's kind of close. So, as that really, as it sounds. think about it. Yeah. 300,000 sounds far, but not when it comes to outer space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it also passed the Earth again in 2018, hmm. uh, a little bit after uh, Halloween. But the, the interesting point was that, you know, this was a, uh, a Halloween asteroid. And uh, so I, I wanted to sort of start off the. The good thing about that, that, if I can just insert, the good thing about yeah. that is that we found out. Last week, that this experiment that the U.S. NASA pulled off, hitting an asteroid and altering its path in case they, there was a killer asteroid heading for Earth, they've proven that they could do this. But they, it was called the DOT satellite. So we've proven that we can, we have the capability, the technology to, you know, make a killer asteroid veer off and and thus save the Earth, right? I think that right. it should have gotten a, a bigger play than it did. It did get big play it and didn't everything. How did it get any play? Uh, yeah, oh, sh- well, I thought if you follow this, mm-hmm. it did get a lot of play. They, two, About a week ago, they made the uh, big announcement. Guess what? It really was successful. Yes, it was. They had pictures of it splashing and uh, things coming off the, uh, the asteroid. Had its own comet's tail. I, and that's that's the reason you know I'm, I'm bringing up this report now is because I'm seeing a change in focus by the government uh-huh. as far as asteroids versus UFOs, or as we now call them, uh, UPAs, uh-huh. U- uh, UAPs. Um, when we uh, look at uh, all of the things going on with the, uh, the, the, U- the UAPs and last November when they started that committee uh-huh. uh, in Congress, they, you know, they were talking about being more transparent. And then what happened after that? We heard nothing. Nothing. So it's been it almost a like year. They were just playing with us. Yep. Then all of a sudden in May, they, they came across and announced that they've closed out that committee, mm-hmm. and they've changed its name and its focus. <laughs> and so that got me thinking. You know, all of a sudden asteroids are, seem to be becoming more important now than them talking about that. Like they're taking the the focus away. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyways. You know, I, my my topic here pretty much is about the asteroids versus UFOs or UAPs. Okay. Which one is really the greatest threat to Earth today? Mm. And I think we Question. all felt that UFOs were. And then now all of a sudden this stuff asteroids is creeping are. in about asteroids. They're putting a lot of effort, a lot of money into it. Yes. Um, and... Uh, so it's almost as if they're um, trying to get our attention that, well, maybe there's something more going on here. You Misdirecting. Know, mm. Don't want to maybe get anyone panicked, but if you look at all that they're doing now with respect to all of this uh, asteroid work, they've, <laughs> you know, we, obviously the DOT mission. Yep. That was, that was the first thing. And what, it, what was it? It was a dress rehearsal. That's yep. what they call it. Yep. Okay for the someday when a killer rock hits our planet. Now, what we've got here is that um, there's an indicator that the threat may be closer than we previously believed. Really? Yeah. And, uh, I hate to hear know, that. They, they sort of bring it out in some of the reports you see. Um, 
and in fact, Stephen Hawkins, if you remember the uh, yes. physicist, in his final book back in 2018, which was uh, Brief Answers to the Big Quest, he considered the asteroid collision to be the biggest threat to the planet over the years. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and uh, funding for that uh, has increased significantly. In 2016, the uh, NASA set up a planetary defense strategy, uh, and uh, in there, the, which they call the, the acronym PDCO, and it's working with other government agencies, including FEMA, to provide early detection and warning of potentially hazardous objects through the use of ground and space-based telescopes. Now, NASA's Asteroid Watch, which they've set up now, you can go online, Mm-hmm. to NASA, and they've got a whole setup there where you can go look at their dashboard, Yep. and it displays the uh, different objects that are larger than 150 meters, the date of the closest approaches really? uh, in the diameters, and um, it also displays the next five objects that will approach the Earth within... 4.6 million miles, <laughs> and that they're larger than 150 meters. Yes. And the concern here is that they probably know a little bit more than that, that they see more of these objects than originally thought. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of control over this. They, you know, this whole Operation Dot sounds good. Yep. But the problem is it's going to take 10 years for that to take effect, if they find or identify a new asteroid near Earth, yes, from the time that they identify it and go up and do all they have to do to try to move it yep. out Fair of its off. position, yep. it's, they claim it'll be a 10-year time frame um, that they need to have it do that. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. So, it, um, let me ask you a question, you know, though, because you used to work for the federal government, correct? Yep. Okay, so... And, you know, they say every time a president takes over, he's, like, told three or four things that, you know, blow their mind, right? These are, like, tip-top secrets. Would one of those be, hey, there's an asteroid coming. It's going to hit in 2031. We're trying like hell to come up with something to steer it off course, but you know, Mac, it's not looking good. You know, Mac, with all the research good. I've been doing on this recently, all of a sudden I'm starting to get a feeling that there's something there. Hmm. And unfortunately, scientists have only found 40% of the objects big enough to destroy the Earth. All right? That's, that's not uh, good. In, 2000, in 2005, they had a congressional mandate that told them they had to have uh, that percentage up to 90%, okay, mm-hmm. to identify, and there's still a 40%. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the eyes off the ball. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we're getting all this information, all this uh, activity with respect to asteroids and the, the funding and the groups. Yeah. So, um, hmm. you know, it's, it is kind of, I'm questioning it. And uh, like I say, in both qu- cases, you know, the disclosure issues, whether it was with the UFOs. Yes. And now with the, uh, all of a sudden, the big deal about, Asteroids and trying to give us a good feeling that yeah. oh we've now developed yes that's true they did method give us that we can you know hit feeling. an asteroid and knock it out of shape or move it over mm-hmm. and knock another one out of position so anyways I just wanted to bring that to the report today wow. my focus although it's still on the UFO uh, 
situation, I'm a little concerned about which one is really more of a threat. Right. When we talk about UFOs, no one's ever seen uh, had a visitor come around and threaten us. We've yeah. never had any of that. None, but always we been do know that, obviously, asteroids are a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask the dinosaurs. Yeah, ask the dinosaurs. So, uh, what happened to them? So that's why, to me, uh, I'm more concerned now about the, uh, asteroid. the asteroid threat because it's something that we've seen. We've never been threatened by uh, any alien life form. Right. So, uh, and, and maybe that's why... They found out something in there, <coughs> you know, when they look through the galaxy that maybe there is more. Something coming. To this whole asteroid uh, thing. And uh, so anyways, I'll, I'll uh, keep wow. keep you informed the, on uh, that's, what, that's, what happens. But I just thought I'd bring that out and I uh, thought it'd be appropriate. That's uh, Club. Halloween, of, particularly with the Halloween asteroid. Club, the voice of doom. Thank you, Club. Let's uh, give me a hand. Okay, for great. cheering us all up. We really appreciate that. It's okay. a little asteroid, too. Wow. <laughs> I think this could be the new James Bond movie where could be. I think they've already actually enlist Spectre. Yes. Oh, the help, help design the weapons to do this. Wow. Wingman fourteen, there, brother. Hey, listen. Uh, oh. <laughs> We're actually to Dr. bring the asteroid to the Earth. Yeah, it's full of diamonds. <laughs> Doctor Bob. Full of diamonds. I'm out here right now. I don't see anything. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Bob. Yes. Uh, you know, you're a mayor uh, of, of of letters and of, of steam. Would you say that basically what we're saying is that? Asteroids are an extra. What is the word? X, X, oh, I can't even Existential? say Existential? Yes. Isn't that the word? I mean, it, they, they exist. We know that this could happen. Where UFOs are still, you know, completely unknown in a way. Yes, I totally agree with what you're talking about, especially uh, what was it, a couple of years ago when they initiated the Space Force. Yes. And uh, I try to keep in touch with those type of openings and so forth. And the United States Air Force has a lot of positions that are coming open uh, recently mm. uh, because of some of the initiatives they've got going on doing the same exact thing that he was talking about. Really? Yeah. In our space. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad they're doing it. And listen, not to wave the flag for this country because, you know, it's not, it's not for perfect. But what other countries going to do this? What other country Nobody. is going to do a dot mission to now, save the planet? Can I just add something to the, what, what Dr. Bob has yes, said? You know, this new focus uh, on the uh, UFO uh, group, you know, that we've had up there since the year. Uh, one of the things is they've mentioned that they've expanded its scope, which is going to include anomalous, unidentified, irregular, obviously, objects. Mm -hmm. Sounds to me like they're sneaking in. Yeah, asteroids. Asteroids now into the space group. Interesting. Because they've added a new category Damn. that they're looking at. They're unidentified. Sure. Okay. What's unidentified? It'd be a good way to say, without saying it, you know, that it's asteroids. They're also thrown into the mix now for the Space Force. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't get well, any savings bonds? I shouldn't get any savings yeah. bonds that mature in 20 years? No, no, okay. I and I wouldn't eat uh, yes. you know any kind of uh, bananas that are. Uh, Go ahead, Mark. You were going to say something, Mark. You were going to say something, MZ. Famous author. Yes, one of you two. No, nothing. Okay. I don't know. That changes my uh, you know retirement plans. It, after it that does point. really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yes. would. If Probably short term and long term. Yes, right. If you're an author, it might change a deadline. That would be the last thing <laughs> they'd, they'd want to okay. hear. You know, we hear an asteroid's coming. I guess in the book in. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. Listen, while we're here, the whole gang is here. Club, can you please tell the story about when you were 10 years old and you broke into the house where the guy had died and saved the punchline for the end? 
I will. Okay. I will. And, this is uh, perfect Halloween fair. Yeah, I would. I would ask that the, uh, the black-eyed kid Back. pay attention to this. Get it? Kid, um, wake up. Growing up uh, in the inner city, you might say, a suburb of Boston, um, I was about ten years old, and one of our neighbors, uh, one of the houses, the neighbor was very elderly, and uh, he died. Uh, and I guess he died in the house. And they didn't know it. They didn't find out for a couple of weeks. And uh, they finally did uh, go in there and, you know, took person out. And the house just sat there for the longest time. I, I guess he didn't have any living relatives. So uh, one day we were out back there. It was uh, in the back of the house is facing the railroad tracks. And uh, um, we saw a window there, a small pantry window. And we're looking in. We, and, you know, at 10 years old, you saying, ah, geez, I wonder, you know, were there ghosts in there or whatever? We didn't have any malicious thing, but we said, so I and my friend, I said to him, why don't we try to get inside? So we pushed on the window and it lifted up. It wasn't locked. So we climbed in the window. It took us a little to get in there because it wasn't that tall at that time. And we walked around the house. And, uh, you know, there was an area uh, in the pantry and that we walked into. Then we went in the other part of the house and all of a sudden, noises in the pantry. Um, a couple of things fell off the shelves, and uh, we were, that, that did it. We were scared to death. And I was more scared that someone's going to think we broke into the house, you know, and call the police. But, but anyways, so my friend really panicked. And uh, so we, I, I, I was much taller than him. And trying to get out that window in the pantry was very difficult. In fact, I got out, but he couldn't get out. He couldn't reach it. I didn't realize that he was stuck in the house. And he's pulling a nutty because he figures there's some kind of ghost or something in there. Yes. Well, anyways, I, I finally did get him out. You know, I, I just pulled him and he finally got out. But it's interesting because, oh, I don't know how long afterwards, but probably uh, maybe within a month or so, the house went on fire. And it had a lot of damage. And uh, that's the last I remember it until uh, folks came by and they bought the house and they happened to be relatives of uh, uh, Phil's. Like I did. Did you know that, that story? That was the house that I went into. And I, 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 to this day, I remember, I remember your family, they must put a lot of into that house because it did have a fire. And I, I think they were the ones who bought it after oh. the fire and they probably did all the, the work, I'm not sure. But anyways, that was uh, his family's house, at least your uncle and, uh, and of course, as you know, I know your, your cousin and all. But of, yeah. And I was telling Mac, what a small world. Strange. Was, uh, yeah. You know, the black-eyed kid. And, there you, you know, I lived near his family's house. Not only that, but I got spooked by it. There you so, go. Mission accomplished. Yeah, hey, listen. That's where it all started. That's where it all started, yeah. Uh. It's, it's not too late to press charges there, kid. Breaking and entering. is. <laughs> Is that the portal to, yes. I mean, I don't want to say hell, but is that the portal to the, the black-eyed kid world? Mm. Yes, the gate. That's the gate. The window? The gate. The window. <laughs> also known as the pantry window. Wow, okay. Hey, Mac. Yes. Mac, you got to hire Hans Zimmer to do the background music for that story. That yeah, yeah, fabulous. you ain't kidding. That was nuts, huh? Uh, before we go to a break, and then we're going to uh, come back and talk to Dr. Dr. Bob about Halloween. Juan Juan and I, uh, oh, this week, he uh, sent me a link, and we've been talking about it for the past week. If you really like, Switchy, you would love this, really like James Bond movies, 
and are always interested in the music because the music is like so hand in hand with James Bond. There's a thing on Amazon Prime, I think. It's called the the, the sound of 007. Right. And it tells you every every movie, every way, different way they did the, the movie, but it's always the same music. You, when you hear it, I mean, think about it for a second. What piece of music do you hear that you know immediately is James Bond, right? Just, you know, the guitar. And they tell you who played the guitar. A lot of it was in, yeah. involved with George Martin of the Beatles. Uh, how they picked the people to sing the song was fascinating. It's really, really good. Not, yeah. not only the soundtrack of the music, the theme and everything, how it was created, who composed it, who played it yeah. over the years. Uh, and it gets into the uh, the famous songs that came out of the movies, too. Yeah, oh, right. Good. And some bumps along the road, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, this a, guy named John yeah, Barry is the guy. Funny bumps along the road. Is responsible for it. He's passed away now, but he's this famous you know, movie scorer back in England. And, you know, from everyone from Louis Armstrong to Duran Duran talk yeah. about him. And they were all like, well, he was, he was a good guy. He was, you know, he was hard to work with. And finally, the guy in Duran Duran said, he's a dick. But, you know, we, he got us a number one we record. We loved him. Yeah, we loved him. Right. So, what, anyway. I, what I'd like to do is, is uh, someday if we do a music show is, you know, maybe a top 10 of, you know, what was this, the top 10 uh, James Bond songs? Songs, songs. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. If we ever do we'll it. talk no. about the artists who did them the best. If we ever do another you know, top can, ten on this show. You know, there's always this one woman that hits me right in the face of who does the best James Bond song yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I always like, did, like what, three or four of them. Goldfinger right? is I always like Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Shirley yeah. Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Yeah. They yeah. talked to her a lot in it. You know, she's really good. She's, she's, she was really there when it began, and, you know, I made her name. But, you know, so there was a couple songs she sang. She says, I don't think they were really Diamonds uh, of Forever. Diamonds of Forever. Terrible, yeah. A terrible movie, in my opinion, but a great song. Yeah, right. they're really good. So anyway, it's called the uh, the Sound of 007. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's like a few hours long, but it's really entertaining if you're into that. Anyway, why don't we do this? Why don't we take? Are you into a commercial break now? Uh, we will be right back after this. This is uh, blah, 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 blah. let me do that again. So uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our special Halloween show. The whole gang is here. We'll be right back after this. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley, Newburyport. A great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world and tell them Juan once at you. Hey, 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 h
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. Our Halloween special, girls. In the uh, Not in the studio, but in the virtual studio with us. Very famous one on is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. He's over there in England. Back to the show. Uh, no, uh, Coco tonight is out continuing to save the world. But Switchblade Steve Ward is here, and he tells us he's saving the world in his own way. At least in my own mind. Really? Great to be here. How are those flea-bitten cats you have? We haven't seen them tonight. Why? No, no, we got, uh, well, we, you, you kind of missed it. Uh, one was walking back and forth across the camera, and you oh, see really? his tail every once in a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fleas love that. Flea-bitten. Mac, flea-bitten. Come on, the cute cats. And I, <laughs> I, I got rid of the fleas. That's, we're good. I mean, they're not flea-bitten, though. Also with us is uh, our security chief, Willie Club. Willie. Mac, it's great to be here tonight. It's mm-hmm. really, uh, like I said earlier, it's kind of spooky. Yes. Particularly with that top 10, but uh, we <laughs> made it through. Times two. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of a long, ro- long ride tonight on a long yeah. road, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Willie. Also with us is our very good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Hello, Raven. Hi. Will we still be your friends after this? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. you know. Will you still this love is... me tomorrow? There you go. Oh, <laughs> Great of course. Song. Yes, hang on. <laughs> oh, coming in. Uh, also with us is, let's see, uh, Mark Zapula, famous author, Boston area author. How are you doing there, MZ? That's true. I was doing good until a few minutes ago. I started ordering my bomb shelter material really? to get going on that. Because the asteroids <laughs> are coming? Yeah. Sure. yeah, me too. You know. Asteroids. Oh. Otherwise, I'm really good. Yeah, right. to be that's okay. All right. Also, uh, Dr. Bob, did I introduce you? I don't think so. No, I can't, now. Re- can't remember the fact that far. Dr. Bob from Chicago is joining us, classing up the drink. How are you? Okay. How's that marijuana prescription going for me and Juan Juan? It's growing. Is it, it's growing. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. <It's> gonna... <laughs> also, this is, is uh, because it's Halloween. The black yes. eye, the black eye candy. Anyone's candy? That yeah. marijuana prescription. That's right. Yes. It has a little Snicker bars in it. Does it really? Yeah. No, <laughs> that won't fool the kids at all. Don't worry. Oh, no. They'll be fine. Yeah, well, Snickers when you're not yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mommy, I'm seeing pretty colors. Yeah, you're not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the black eye kid is here. Black eye, how you doing? Hey, happy Halloween. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. So listen. Like I kid. Wow, <laughs> wait. Like I kid, do you have, do you have a girlfriend? Do you, uh, do you date? You're in the third grade, but you know, what's it like dating in the third grade? I should ask. <laughs> I have some extra Snicker bars. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. All right. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Listen. Let me move on. So, Who's your favorite Halloween candy? There you go. All right, here we go. Go right around the board. I'll tell you, I hate to say it, but Snickers were my favorite. Mm, not me. What, what, what was yours? What you I, like the, I like it when the family would do the individually bagged mix of different uh, candy that's made out of that stuff that's nothing but, you know, high fructose corn syrup. But, you know, the candy corn kind of stuff? Oh, my God. Yes. But not just what the candy corn. What kind of a bougie corn. neighborhood did you grow up in? In Charleston, in, in freaking Cambridge. Uh, in Cambridge. Yeah. Well, Cambridge, they, I did trick-or-treating. I didn't do any trick-or-treating in Charleston. Most of the houses yeah. in my neighborhood turned their lights off at 5 p.m. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to fill up my shopping bag. Yes. 
go home with it and go out for another run go out again. with another empty shopping bag. <laughs> wow, huh? Honest to God. Cambridge. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, all right. Because you, a lot of the, the homes with duplexes <laughs> yes. with three three you know, families for, per side, yes. it's like six families, let's say, or at least four out of six on okay. every house yes. doing trick-or-treat. Yes. All right, let me ask you this, okay? And then we're going to move on. Can you remember <laughs> when you were a young child, a single-digit yes. child, what you went out as one night? Did you go out as Roy Rogers? Were you a, I just put a sheet over your head and pretend you were a ghost. <laughs> I had this dumbass mask. It looked like a spider. I went out as Spider-Man, but not the Spider-Man. Not like, the Spider-Man? No, it's just like a spidery-looking guy store-bought costume with this itchy weird ass face mask that looked like a spider okay well you're scaring me after a while i didn't like it okay all i'm picturing all i can picture is danny devito from sunny when yes. he was man spider that, that's like the closest thing <laughs> yeah. i could think yeah of. that's kind of what that's kind <laughs> of what that's i was fine. doing i was like this walking spider the only thing that looked like a spider was my face mask that would be itchy yes it was it was made of this crappy material that was, uh, it bugged me. So Raven, ever go to any like Halloween, uh, you know, uh, parties as an adult and they, you know, get out of control because they hear on Halloween, yeah. uh, you know, let's say um, women who may be a little conservative go a little nuts on that one night. Is that true? Can you confirm that? Um, well, I, I, we're, we're not in a super conservative area, but I have been to Halloween parties that have gotten out of control mm. where I had to leave really quick because things got like messed up real quick. Really? Like what? Tell us. Share. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. I went to a party and a couple of my friends came and it was at my other friend's house, like with her husband. Mm -hmm. And then my other friend got pissed because of beer pong. It was something really stupid. Oh. And she ended up slapping my friend's husband. Whoa. And I was like, okay, like we're done. Yes. And like, you know, <laughs> what was cool he dressed kids, up as? meaning me yes. and like my other friend, we were out on the porch all night, just smoking cigarettes and drinking. That's cigarettes. Yes. You know, that's, that's what the cool kids do. Of course. That's, the cool <laughs> that's what they do. It's the cool kid table. But yeah, so we had to leave like really quick, and then she had the nerve to get a piece of pizza before. before really? Well, she, she was, was like, "Wait, yeah. I'm hungry," and I was like, "After smacking the guy, took a lot of energy." Wow, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't really the kind of out of control I was thinking of, but a little violence goes a long way. So anyway, listen, uh, Doctor Bob, um, please tell us about you. Have a report on Halloween and your uh, in your research over the years. What's it all about? Well, what I, what I put together was. Uh, Actually, from 2014 to 2007, I was a field investigator for a team of researchers. And we investigated sites where strange things went on. So uh, I, was put, I put together some things that actually happened to me during our investigations during that time. Where you know where Halloween is supposed to be a celebration of the dead, the, there are places where there are very strange things going on, and today I think some of the trend in Halloween has gone from Halloween trick or treating to what's really known as dark tourism, which is now <laughs> turning into a thirty billion dollar industry, and there are these, these places where strange. I mean, actual things went on that, you know, were very strange in these houses. They weren't commercial haunted houses, but they were 
houses where strange things have been going on for years and decades. But uh, I could give you an example by since we already started talking a little bit about a, uh, a haunted house that, where someone had died yes. in the house. Yep. Uh, if, you, if it's okay with you, I, I can tell you a little bit about a, a house similar to that that I investigated in 2014. Okay. And this, this was with a group of uh, investigators. They were all degreed uh, professionals and it was called Sci Science Minds Incorporated, where Sci Minds, and they were based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm -hmm. It was a team of degreed investigators that would investigate strange things. So they, we had investigators from all over the country that would come in for these investigations. Mm -hmm. So there were a group of us that went to investigate. Uh, I did a field investigation at a place called the Willows Weep Funeral mm -hmm. Home in Cayuga, Indiana. Whoa. Okay, so yes, this, I think this was the first one I had done with this group. Yeah. Yes. And this group, uh, can I mention the name? Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh it was called Psy Mines, and the head of the group was his name was Roger Pingleton, and Roger was the head uh, software engineer for Indiana University. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his wife Jill Pingleton was a, uh, a manager who managed um, medical offices and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it was myself and a, and a couple of other people went to this Willow's Weep funeral home. It's and it's in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. Mm. and it was an old funeral home. So this building was built like in the shape of a cross to begin with, okay? Nice. And there were willow trees everywhere, and it was allegedly built on an Indian, an Indian burial ground. Perfect. Perfect. So, you know, it was, it was going to be a fun night, I could tell. <laughs> Perfect storm, yes. <laughs> we got there earlier, and they have, the, they have the haunted house, the old funeral home. It was on one site, and then next to it, they built like a clubhouse <laughs> where they – they actually charge you to investigate the place because it's allegedly haunted. Okay. And you can go in there, though. They had, like, chairs and sofas and a refrigerator that you could go in there because you're going to be there all, all night. Mm -hmm. So we would get there at around 7, 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening, and we had to set up all kinds of equipment, Jeez. and we had a whole truck full of equipment and experiments and everything we were doing. So we had to set them up in the house. Okay. The house had its own surveillance cameras. We had our own cameras, and they also had a surveillance camera in the clubhouse. Mm. But I, I just, just there, there were some strange things that went on because uh, the last person to die in that house was a suicide. Okay. Okay. In the funeral. And there was this. Uh, when I went in, there was this green stuffed chair with blood on it, oh, still, geez. and a rip in the, cool. in the upholstery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the, the, the person that had committed suicide was living there and he shot himself and he was there for a few days. And oh. The police came in and investigated and they cut the hole in the, the uh, chair to get the bullets out. Oh, my God. So okay. that was still in there. Cool. Yes. But uh, all, all sorts of things happened that night. Like what? Did you hear like weird noises, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so talking since you mentioned weird noises, there were three of us, myself. Roger and Jill were walking through the living room and Jill stopped and she said, do you hear that? And Roger and I said, no. And she said, there's somebody underneath us poking like with a, a rod of some sort on the floor. Does anyone else hear that? We both said, no, we couldn't hear oh, anything. God damn. Yes. And uh, we were picking, we had, you know, uh, 
tape recorder set up all over the place too, mm -hmm. as well as like tripod lights and cameras. And we were doing an experiment with a uh, television. So you went into the kitchen and you two hear the pounding, but she doesn't once you're in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Wow. So what was it? What It sounded like someone in the cell, like poking up with a stick or something. Were you nervous? I would, I would have, I would have just shot out of the place quicker think than so. you think well, I was the we flash. Kind of looked at each other and saying, we hope we got this on tape. Yeah. 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 But uh, then later on, Let's see what else all happened then. Oh, in the uh, we were sitting in the uh, that other building, and, and we were looking at the monitors. Mm -hmm. And on the one monitor, I could see it looked like a sheet, mm. and it was going around because they had a monitor in the room where we were staying. Okay, the, yes. And you could see like a sheet floating around. Oh man! Inside the monitor. Yes. And I said, what the heck is that? You know, so I went over to where the sheet was supposed to be, and I didn't see a thing. Who would do that? But it looked it looked like a, someone hanging a sheet out mm -hmm. on the monitor, you know, on the inside. Nothing there when I went in there. Good. And then uh, we did pick up a, you know, what's called, called electronic voice phenomena on one yep. of the tape recorder setups. Yes. And there was a little boy saying, help me. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we picked that up at night. Mm. And this, uh, this, this kind of thing was just going on, you know, all night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I did see, uh, I, I guess I would call it a, an apparition of sorts in the one far room. It was, it was, a it was a light. It, lo it looked like, uh, oh, just a glowing light. And I went into the room and I thought maybe there was a car, but we were in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe it was a car light or something, but all the windows were boarded up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? No idea what that was from. It, let me ask you this, okay? First of all, I would never do this. Raven, you would love to do this, I'm guessing. Turn on your microphone. Be right in her wheelhouse. Right? <laughs> you would. Yeah. Yes, yes. Have you ever done anything like this before? Anything no, like sadly. that before? No. You would go Bob, into where do you get the uh, EVP equipment? You know, Raider Shack or something or Best no, Buy? Well, or because Roger was the... Uh, head software engineer for Indiana University, he invented a lot of it. But mm. there were special uh, techniques. He would use a, a different type of stereo recording where we'd have three tape recorders synced to each other so you would know where the sound was coming from in an area. Mm -hmm. He also had like laser beam types of uh, devices that looked like a beacon. Yep. And then it would, be a, it would put a ring around the whole perimeter. It mm -hmm. would go as far as a football field. Wow. We had to. And then anything that crossed that perimeter, you'd mm -hmm. be able to see it of the yeah. uh, members who were doing the investigation. So, so right. Dr. Bob, what, 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 what were you hearing? Are they people from in the afterlife? Are they ghosts? Are they, do you, I mean, uh, we had, I mean, we, it was picking up something. Now I've been in, because I did that for so long. I mean, I only investigated things that were, couldn't be explained. They weren't commercial, yep. you know, haunted houses or anything, Yep. but I, I've heard, I've heard a lot of those electronic voice phenomena. I, I don't know where they're coming from. I think some of them are bleeding in from mm -hmm. uh, other frequencies. Other, wow, interesting. Like uh, crossing Very over. Possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what about there um, were, uh, that whole night? Things just kept happening. Yeah. Yes. I. I uh, yeah. I'm just not. I'm, I'm too much for skating cap or something like that. But how about? Have you ever heard of this? Where people will just go into a haunted house, and they'll leave a tape recorder there. And they'll just leave yeah. it on. You know, come back in the morning and listen to it. 
And I've heard tapes that have from come from things like this at recording studios, and you can hear people mm. talking, yeah. screaming, crying, laughing. I uh, guess what would normally be happening, just not. Sometimes know. the most of the time the clarity is not really there, but it's uh, yeah. It's like you're at you a definitely party. hear uh, voices, especially uh, children's and women's voices. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he uh, used special tape recorders and, and a system. I think there were three separate tape recorders that were synchronized so we could tell where exactly the source of the sound was coming from. Right, yeah. But we did catch, now what we would do, we wouldn't use video or audio tape recorders. We would use video tape recorders, let them run all night. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that same house at the Willows Weep, like uh, a couple of days later when they analyzed the videotape. Yep. When I was standing in one room, you know, taking pictures or whatever I was doing, there was this orb, this very bright orb that went by and they analyzed it and they said it wasn't dust or an insect or anything. They no, it was just an orb that they picked up. You know, Art Bell used to have uh, these this couple on his show a lot. They went out, they were EVP researchers. This man and woman, they, I don't believe yeah, they, they were the, the GIS Society, Ghost, Investi- Ghost Investigation Society out of Utah. Is that it? Uh, Barbara McBain or something like that. Yeah, and, and this other guy. And they, yeah. they, 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 they captured some of the, the best. They would go out to cemeteries, mausoleums, they would go to mausoleums or whatever. Mausoleums. They but don't their, you think that their, 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 their captures were very high quality? Very well, clear? particularly in the mausoleums. Right. When they go in a mausoleum where it's very quiet, and I recall a lot of children's voices. That's mm-hmm. creepy, man. You know, go away. Yeah, yeah. Help oh. me. And you could actually hear it. And they play the thing over and over. Yeah. And you could you could actually hear them make a statement. They didn't go and, you know, talk sentences, but there'd be uh, some kind of a request or a statement. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's quite a field, that whole EVP uh, Research. Some, someone and every once in a while you'd hear something like "Get out," oh, yeah, like it was scripted right. in a movie. <laughs> um, you didn't have to tell me twice. No, 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 no. I, it's funny. Eddie Murphy did a, a great routine on that one time. He was in uh, the Haunted Mansion, the movie they did based on the Disney ride. Yeah, and right. he was he was talking about how you know we did that same kind of thing. That what you know if he heard "Get out," he said, "Okay, I'm out of here." Yeah, We're yeah, going. yeah. Why not? Why stay? Someone played for me a um, recording in a recording studio, and that sort of was one of these things where they left the recorder in a house. And to me, overnight, it sounded like um, like a gathering of people, almost like a party in the way. And you can kind of pick out little pieces of conversation in a way, but not a happy party. Like you would hear people who are in distress, let's say, you know. You could just tell by the tone that it wasn't the, all strawberries and balloons. And also just, you know, children talking kind of. Not quite understanding what you're saying, and then you know, get out, and it sounds like someone's saying, "Just get out," you know. So, Mac, wouldn't you like to put cameras and microphones in that place in Danvers before they convert it to a condo? Yeah, the um, the, the, they auctioned off the the equipment that was in the operating rooms where they did lobotomies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Could you imagine? Yes. Purchasing some of that equipment, like the overhead lighting and the table. We should explain that uh, Danvers is a town about 20 miles north of Boston and up on a hill. It used to yep. be, I hate to say it, but we called it the Nuthouse. It was a mental institution. It had been there for years. It looked like it was in Gothic, England somewhere. It, uh, it looked the, creepy. The big pointed roofs. Pointed crazy. Like and and a lot of people went there and they never heard from them again. They found yeah. out they found bodies buried there and lots and you lots of- You recall that my father was there? Really? Is that true? I, I told you the story. You might have forgotten. It. No way. But yeah, my father uh, got a brain tumor, 
and this was back in the 50s. And we only had a family doctor, then there was nothing. And he used, all of a sudden, he threw up. And within a day, he, he got these terrible headaches. So for like two weeks, all he did was cry at home and <clears throat> the headaches. And the family doctor, you know, couldn't help him. Yep. Finally, my mother called in a specialist. And this guy, the family doctor had put him up in the nut house because he thought, because my father was swearing, yep. doing things that he wasn't used to yep. doing. And anyways, my mother called in a specialist, and he went up there to see my father. He says, get him out of there. He said, he's got a brain tumor. He's not nuts. Oh, and my father died within three weeks of that. That's oh, how aggressive God. that particular mm, thing mm, was. And that was in the 50s when they had nothing. Well, yeah, but they, anyways, I remember that place for a while, and I, I was hoping they'd just tear it down. Wasn't it just creepy? They, just Wasn't it just creepy just to look at uh, and going up that yeah. road? And, driving by it. That's, uh, I always think yes. of that. You know, I was, and you drive by, you see it on Route 95. It would be up there. Yeah. Now, they, they built condos up there and the condos are supposed to be haunted they've been on a couple shows right where they're supposed to be. and then didn't one one didn't you tell me that if you moved I had a into customer there there he was from amesbury and he moved there and he he was in one he was his condo was in the uh the, one of the older buildings because yep. they did add on and added new stuff but he was in one of the older rehab buildings on the top floor so he had the roof he had the his living room had the pointed roof. I'm in there working really? on his computer. Oh, man, <laughs> no thanks. And it, it gave me the creeps just, just knowing what the place was. And then he showed me around, like the lobotomy areas was like the gymnasium now. Oh, and, on. you know, it's just so right. weird. There's the library and the entertainment center. Well, listen. There were all these places well, where thanks. experiments were being but done. But then they, didn't they give him a special pillow or something? When you, when you purchase the condo and you go in for the first time, they give you a pillow, a very nice embroidered pillow. It says boo. Oh, B-O-O. Come on. That's, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. Why don't they give, give you like $100 me. off your rent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make, <laughs> make way for the ghost. Yeah, wow, huh? Listen. He liked it. He said he never felt anything creepy. I felt I felt creeped out just working on his computer. Well, just know what the place oh, is about. That's, that's Listen, really sad. Let's, <laughs> let's very quickly take a break, and we'll be right back here listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our Halloween show. The entire gang is here, so please stay tuned. Okay, that's 303. Right, we're just going to come back for like eight minutes. I had an ex that lived um, where the asylum was when they redid it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you really, yeah. And, um, she would say there was like electrical stuff that would happen once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yes. And and hey, listen, so... You know, you go down, you go down Route One a little bit, and you get to the Route One Twenty Eight jug handle there. All right, and yep. if you take, if you're going on One Twenty Eight out to Gloucester, right, that's where everyone kind of you know does the turnoffs there. Look up in the upper left hand <laughs> to your left. There's condos up on the. It's not near the nut house, but they're up on the uh, like a cliff next to that. This that's also been on, like you know, believe it or not, for being haunted. Do you know what I'm talking about? If if you're going down to Gloucester. Now, Phil, you would know this going down there, right? Going to Gloucester on one twenty eight. On one twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, once you get past where you can where you can veer off to go ninety five and go up north Portsmouth, yeah, you keep on yeah. going. There's kind of condos on a hill off to your left, right there. They're white and yellow. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. That place has been on. You know, uh, believe it or not, because they've had that place is supposed to be haunted too. You know, there's fires there that happened. There was a big fire there where leaves caught on fire on the roof and, you know, lots of people. And then they mm. put that out and there was another fire there two days later. I think that was on Halloween. It's crazy. Was that noise from you, Mac? No, I thought that was from you. That wasn't from me. <laughs> Sounded like a cat. It wasn't from me either. 
Sound like what? a cat cry. That, your 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 box was lit up when that happened. Who me? Yeah. Don't say that. I'm here by myself. Where's my knife? Kobe gave me. <laughs> That was okay. so freaky because I. Well, it sounded out. like a cat. It, it sounded did. like a cat. Maybe I was probably. This tenant's probably screaming down the hall for me. I don't know. Oh, there you go. It could be the tenants. <laughs> Thank you. I, right, I, investigated place, I investigated a place called Whispers Estates. <laughs> Whispers. And uh, Whispers. I usually don't let them tell me the history of the place until I do the investigation. Yes. But uh, we were having a meeting, and I could I could smell this burning wood. Mm-mm. In the mm. hallway, yes. and I asked. So I asked the owner, who, or the person that was there representing the owner. I said, "Do you heat this house with wood?" And they said, "No." And I said, uh, "Well, I can smell distinctly wood. smell burning wood in the hallway." And I showed him right where it was. Yep. And he kind of swallowed really hard. And he said, "Well, on the Christmas in eighteen something, the, the, the little girl in the house died when the Christmas tree caught on fire." Oh, jeez. Oh, nothing but strawberries and balloons tonight, folks. <laughs> there was always something happening at, at those houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, what we're going to do, we're going to come back at 3.06.30. We'll just go around the horn. We have like eight minutes, okay? Hey, talk about Halloween. You got a favorite Halloween story? You know who knows, okay? That's the plan, all right? We'll That's start with a black-eyed kid. Oh, listen, hey, before we go, Phil, you have to say, you know, once the show's over, you have to say, the tooth, the tooth, you can't handle the tooth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that will be All our right. bumper. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Going to 307. Segment, segment seven. Can't get my 307. Okay. Mark, you there? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We only got eight minutes, so here we go. All right. 307. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. I can hear an echo. One of the very, one of the few, wait a minute, let's start again. Where am I, why am I echoing there, Wani? Oh, here we go. We're good. No. Nope. Juan, why am I echoing? You could be hearing it from some other microphone. Someone have this speaker on or something? Speaker? One, two, three. Hey. Everybody mute their microphone. Mute their mic, yeah, for a second. Mute your mic. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay, turn yours on, Mark. One, two, yep. three. One, two, three. Okay, turn yours on, Switchy. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right, go ahead, uh, Phil, please. One, two, three. Hello, hello. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay, you get your speakers on there, Phil? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I haven't touched anything on the do you have headphones? Just do you have headphones for the last eight minutes? You have headphones? One, two, three. No. All right, I don't hear it now. Raven, you okay? How's it sound? Did you hear that cat just now? Did you hear that cat no, again? No, did you? No. All right, switchy. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Three oh eight thirty. One. Three oh eight thirty. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our Halloween show. And we're bringing the trainers of the station. Girls, as you know, very famous Juan Juan has been here all night. I've been here all night, and it's getting creepier by the moment. Creepier by the moment. This is <laughs> probably the creepiest show we've ever done. And I'm not just yeah. talking about doing the top ten twice. That might have been. So you were a, manifesting the creepiness. That's what's going on. That might have been a high point. Probably not. We'll see. 
Uh, no Coco tonight. He's out saving the world. Good for him. That he's not a co-conspirator in this. Uh, Switchy is here, though. Guilty as charged, Switchy. <clears throat> it is great to be here, Mac. Really? Okay. Absolutely. I'm feeling beyond wonderful tonight. I think that's a clone, and the real Switch has left the building. But anyway. Also, uh, Willie Club is here tonight as security chief. You should have arrested us a couple hours ago. Yeah, this is, I don't know how to describe tonight except that it's strange. Strange, very strange. Well, yeah, it is a Halloween show. Oh, okay, strange. It's a little disjointed sometimes. It's like a skeleton that fell down the stairs. Just like that. Like that. I can't. Stranger. Might be. Better way to put it. Also, Raven. Raven, you're not here. I'm hearing my voice, but I don't care anymore. Raven is here. Okay. I think the, uh, the cat is probably lurking somewhere. Really? Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm here out in the middle of nowhere. You know where I am. Out in the middle of nowhere on the corner, you know, on the edge of the exit of Country Club. They'll find me out there, you know, in the 17th hole, stuck. <laughs> and they go, how do you get out here? Anyway, speaking of that, Dr. Bob from Chicago is with us. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Take the pulse of the group. What do you think, Doctor? Are we going to survive? The night uh, Halloween's going to be tough. I think yeah. this year. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you expect them to, uh, you know, sugarcoat it, but not that time. Okay, Mike. Are you here, Mike? MZ. Famous yeah, from a very dark place. Okay, uh, he's in a very dark place. Okay, aren't we all? Also, speaking of dark places, the Black Eyed Kid is here. Hey, happy Halloween, people. Okay. So now earlier uh, you said there were uh, people down the hall bothering you. Did you take care of the situation? Yes, I put them back in the closet. <laughs> okay, good. All right. And locked the door. Sure. Okay. So do you want to, now that we have your kid, do you want to tell us about your dating life or is it, uh, what's going on? Usually you can get a lot of laughs um, out of I don't that. want to make anybody jealous tonight, so... Mom's the word. Mom's okay. Mom. <laughs> wow. Okay. You wanna you wanna Mom's like advertise word. your your grinder profile or anything like I did? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I wanna get a hashtag. <laughs> Would feel jealous other than Raven. Okay. All right. We understand. Uh, okay. So anyway, well, Christmas. Chris. Uh, not Christmas. Halloween. Wow. Okay. I have no memories of Halloween at all. Other than that, we would go out in Dodchester and like one one, we would go out with a with a with a pillow sack, fill it up like we were. It was very strategic. We'd plan it out beforehand. You hit him, and then come back in, get another pillow sack, and like go to like the next neighborhood over where they didn't yeah, know us. Yeah, the next you know? street over. <laughs> right, and just try to get as much as you can. And we would uh, our candy would last sometimes like till Christmas, you know, right down to the very very end, crummy, you know. Uh, but yeah, I loved Halloween. I loved Halloween growing up. That was right next to Christmas is my favorite. You know, Mac, and that was the time when you got the big candy bars. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 boy. Yeah. You know the the you know Sugar five Daddies. times the size of these now, and you can get them for a nickel. I think. Yeah, yeah, nickel and dime. Sugar Daddies. Talk about the dentist's best friend, oh, man. Yeah. Sugar Daddy. <laughs> Holy cow! My mother would do the the bags. She'd get different kinds of candies. Make make the bags. Twist them up. Mm-hmm. And that was the deal. I don't remember her buying, you know, like a big bag of Kit Kat things or something. You no, know, no, so. no. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they finally came into figuring. Well, Necco we wafers were big. If we well, because you live in right, you know, the Necco wafer yeah. factory, right? I, I used to walk, 
Patrick walked to the Neko company and uh, that was like cent- near Central Square. I'm looking yeah. here, just yeah. past Harvard and then boom. And you know, your mother used to say, never take candy from strangers. Bada bum. If you go there during the day, during a coffee break, a guy would say, hold on a minute, kid. And he would get my favorite Neko wafers, a whole roll of chocolate ones. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> kids, kids, don't do this okay at home. Kids. It's free your candy. favorite candy. Yeah, yeah. Right? right. How would he know? Come on. Hey, listen. Exactly. He's out there smoking a button. He's, you know, and I, and I, I kind of knew the guy, but I never knew his name. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was Big Rand from the Neko factory. And he's yeah. like, hey, kid, Neko. let me get yeah. Candy. You like the, the chocolate ones, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> the wow. building is a, a, storage, uh, a storage place now. Okay. I went into the Invisible Man one year. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I had, cool. I had, no, no, wait, let, me, let me finish. I had my little Robert Hall suit on, borrowed my grandfather's fedora, wrapped my head in bandages, and wore sunglasses. Oh, good. And yeah. I was the Invisible Man. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that, that's, you got no candy, that right? Look, that's pretty good. No that's candy that year? I like that. Okay. Yeah. Listen, didn't that lonely Larry get beat up on uh, Halloween or something? Didn't, didn't some guy come along on a bike and steal his bag of candy oh, yeah. when he was eight well, years old? He'd never get over it. Kids, I mean, he was young, maybe like five or six. Yes. And uh, he got all his Halloween candy stolen, scarred him for life. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He still hates it. <laughs> yeah, he still yeah. hates Halloween. Wow. Yeah, we should have him on and tell the story. Well, Gotta make a great movie, like the Halloween movie, where he gets revenge yes. on these kids. Now, what, revenge 30, 20, of LL. Yes, revenge. <laughs> you know, not to switch Christmas, uh, not to switch uh, holidays, but you know they're remaking or uh, they're doing a sequel to, um, yeah, the Christmas Story with the kid with the with the with the tongue on the pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing. Well, you know, they they did a sequel to that years ago, really? like in the nineties, and it was like My Summer Story. Or with like the a same people, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Some things you don't do, you know. I saw that for the I first know. time a couple of years ago. I thought it was, you know, I, know, I avoided it, just like it's a wonderful life. I try to avoid all the time. But that's a great Christmas movie. We're not talking about Christmas. Anyway, we're talking about yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Night, Halloween. Like the movie night, be- uh, night before Halloween. Yes, is that right. what it's called? Night before Christmas. Night before something? Halloween. Nightmare before Christmas. Nightmare before. Night, Christmas. That's right. With that hat yeah. uh, director, who's that? He's terrible, that guy. He's he's a wow. good director. No, he, he's wow, good. Mac. <laughs> he comes on. Him. <laughs> he's he's not a bad director. Yes, he is. He's terrible. He's in another he's world great. that no one cares. Him and Johnny Depp are like this. No, they don't. Don't say this. Stop spreading is. rumors. Uh, uh, Mark. We go to the movies together, I think. Mark. Yeah. They sit in the back row. Mark, have you have, uh, do you have any uh, interesting stories you can tell us when you were a child? Uh, Trick-or-treating in Everett or wherever you were? Yeah, I got bit by a dog when I was like six. Okay. He said his dog got hit by a car when he was six. That's what I, he sounded like one of those tapes from a haunted house there. Okay. Everything's, nothing is working. Nothing is working. Okay. Yeah, we're used to that. Switch, do you have any uh, anecdotes you want to tell us about? Oh, you told um, us the Invisible Man. I'll tell you, that's a great. How old my mom you? made, made uh, some pretty cool costumes uh, really, yeah. different times. I, uh, um, I was a man from Saturn one time. Uh, I had the uh, the, the uh, planet on my chest, and my face was all silver. And uh, I had really short hair back then. I kind of looked like an alien, I guess. Watch a club. But, okay. Oh, I was I was Batman one year. My mom made a pretty cool Batman costume. Nice. nice. I might have been uh, a little pudgy to, to uh, portray Batman. So was Adam but, West. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Doctor Bob, what about you? Can you do you have a memorable Halloween costume? Uh. 
not Halloween costume, but in I grew up in the Pittsburgh area. Yes. For Halloween when I was a kid. Yes. And Halloween trick or treat lasted longer than one night. It, sometimes it was like a, a week. Really? Wow, wow man. And, uh, and some nights were just for tricks and some nights were just for treats in that neighbor, those neighborhoods. But I can remember my favorite trick was taking, do you remember when they used to have those winter leather gloves that had rabbit fur yes. on the inside? Go ahead. Well, take that and turn it inside out and, you know, tap on someone's window. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Always a good trick. Oh. That's a good well, one. we used to have that Devil's Night in Detroit. Devil's Night, yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah, night before Halloween. Yeah. You'd, uh, See, that's, you know, that's interesting. It's like that movie, here The Crow, right? It, yeah. Go here ahead, they call the it Mischief Night. Mischief, yeah, okay. But didn't they stop yeah. then in Detroit, uh, the switch because so many people were getting killed? Seriously. Yeah. yeah they, well, they, they started, started uh, a bunch of um, drooling morons started uh, burning buildings and everything on right. Devil's yeah. Night. We, that, we uh, didn't burn any buildings, you know. We were so you benign. See, you know, we might uh, uh, soap a window or, or uh, TP some bushes or something. They would tell but, uh, uh, airplanes not any to. Any fatalities at our hands. They would tell airplanes not to fly over Detroit, I think, during Hell Night and New Year's Eve because so many people were shooting their guns up in the air. Didn't want to shoot down the airline. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so uh, a weird city. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Club, can uh, do you have any memorable uh, trick or treat stories? Uh, I do, and you know this is like a therapy group tonight. It's okay. really getting me to talk about things. <laughs> but yeah, uh, when I was uh, the first costume I ever had, I, I probably was about five or six years old, and it was. Uh, do you remember the uh, uh, the seven dwarfs and the sure. witch? Yep. Yes. Sure. It was the witch's costume with a dress. Oh, another bought perfect. it. This is a therapy session. Was, Go ahead. I guess it was the cheapest one in the store. Yes. So she bought it, and and I didn't think much of it. So I wore it. I went around the neighborhood with my dress on and my woman's mask, and I was getting all my stuff. And and people were laughing. I I just thought they liked it. But anyways, um, that <laughs> t till today, Scott, it's still Scott, you. Uh, when I think of Halloween. That's the only bitter thing. I mean, I love Halloween, but... How old were you? 18, 19? How old were you? <laughs> no, I was about five years old. Oh, five. Oh, you get ready. To this day, people are talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I thought, you know, it was you know, it was me that, you know, people were laughing at me, but it was my costume. So I, years later, I feel better. Yes. That, you know, but, uh, but that... Ever since then, I'll tell you just one last thing. Ever since then, the costumes I got were Superman. Yes. All of the... Power, yeah, 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 of course. Of so I made sure after that on the rebound, yeah. But I still today, you brought that memory back now. I'm sorry, I'll send you a bill. <laughs> Listen, all I can remember seriously, my parents would throw a sheet over my head and say, Go as a ghost, get out of here, <laughs> and go as a ghost, bring us some candy. <laughs> Mr. Raven and I, we got married uh, October 29th, years and years and years ago, and um, not that long, our, How many our years ago? rehearsal dinner. Uh, was a Halloween party, yes, and we did uh Wendy and Jack Torrance from uh Stanley Kubrick, who I know Mac loves. No, wait, and doesn't think he's a hack at Hold all. Hold on, but no. we, we dressed as The Shining, <laughs> you're from and The that Shining, was one of my best Halloween costumes ever because I handmade my dress. Really? Oh my god, sorry, Raven, he hates him. Now, listen, I didn't know. I'm uh, we'll get into that another show. Uh, Raven, didn't you also get dressed up once as a character that we cannot? Mentioned on the air because we blurped that out once. Oh, there's probably a lot of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, easily. Halloween yeah, show 2023. Say, um, aside from the ones we can't mention on the air, yep. And, and like uh, Wendy and Jack Torrance, the best Halloween costume I had was when I went to Buffalo 
long story, but I ended up in Buffalo on Halloween and I had an inglorious bastard costume and it came with a baseball bat because you know, it was, it was a DIY costume and I had a a Louisville slugger and Mm -hmm. the, Mm -hmm. the bouncers let me into the bar with the Louisville slugger. They didn't care. So you can get away with when you're a girl. I was guilty of cultural appropriation. Not my fault. My first costume. <clears throat> they they had me in a, uh, a traditional Chinese costume, oh, and my mom did my eyes up. Oh, a cultural appropriation yeah, right. would get you banished yeah, to Devil's really. Island. Uh, it's a pretty small costume because I was very short. Oh, and God. the only reason I know about it is I came across some photographs the other day. Yes, and uh, that was me. Yeah. That was you, huh? Okay, you started trying to atone for that those sins. Did it have a hairpiece as part of it? No, wait a minute. Uh, I actually had hair back then. Yes, uh, yeah, no, no. Short hair, but it was it was hair nonetheless. Yeah, by the short hair. Right. Well, hold on. Right. I got enough edits tonight. Thank you, Club. Uh, switchy. <laughs> Please put the train up, the train image up at the train. There you go. Bring the train into the station. Let me thank everyone for uh, making a memorable Halloween show. I would say that. Creepy Strange. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you. We're going to say uh, goodnight to Mark Z. Good night, everyone. I'm so sorry about this. That's uh, okay. I'll get right. you. I blame right. the black-eyed kid. But. I, I, we, we all do. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Thanks. Bob, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank As you always. for having me. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again very soon. We have a project okay. that we have to work on coming up very soon. Remember that project? Yes. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay. Black-eyed kid, I feel like I should save you for last, but thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Okay. Hang around. Good to see you, black-eyed kid. Hang around, though, okay? Uh, switch. No, wait. Said goodbye to Switch. Club, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Keep it us in mind. I feel so relieved tonight. Thank okay. you. Excellent. Okay, we'll do that again. Next time we do it, we'll sit in, we'll sit in a circle and we'll bang drums, okay? Have a little drum. <laughs> uh, Raven, it's that time of night. We have to say goodbye, Raven. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. This was a great episode, and happy Halloween, everyone! Yeah, I know you're really getting into Halloween. Halloween I hope you enjoy it. Happy Halloween! I love Halloween. It. <laughs> okay. And uh, so now, who's left, Wani? Thanks for yes. joining us, Wani. We appreciate that. There's uh, Mickey Evil in the uh, what is it? Is. Mickey Evil in the mug shots? There they are. Italy's That's right. Alice Cooper. We talked to him earlier on the show for. You know, I, I think Club looks a lot better after his therapy session. Does he really? Yeah, he's got. Oh, I, I, it's unbelievable. I'll probably sleep tonight. <laughs> there you go. Holy <laughs> God, I, I will send you a bill. Have I said goodnight to everybody? I, I think so. so. Okay. Uh, very quickly, the plugs are um, Homes for Our Troops. Just go on to Google and see what Homes for Our Troops are about. They're a military organization. <clears throat> Raises funds for uh, veterans who have been uh, hurt or disabled in the Afghan war or the Iraqi war. Combat situations after 9-11. They build them the house. They build them uh, adapted to whatever... Um, Problem they have so lower counter spaces, not a lot of stairs, things like that. When they build them, they build them the house, and then they rip up the mortgage. They give them the keys. They deserve it. They have the house for free, and they can go out and have a life without have to worry about a mortgage payment every month. That's Home Strat Troops. Just please go Google them, see what they're about. Eighty-eight cents a year on charity dollar uh, goes to our veterans, Home Strat Troops, and that's it, kids. Okay, we are temporarily out of swag. But we'll be restarting that again soon, like around Christmas. Uh, thanks for everyone who wrote in. Thanks for all the people who won books uh, last week. 
We appreciate that. And um, next week, who knows? So until you hear, uh, wait, let me say it again. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Running out of steam. Okay, until you hear from us next week, this is Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.